Thanks for coming. I'm glad you're here. We're going to be looking at the book of Philippians, specifically chapter three. And before we jump in, I kind of want to share a story with you guys. Lately, I have been learning how to play Super Smash Bros. And my friend Eric, uh, shout out to Eric, um, he's really good. And he has a lot of fun playing. He chooses random characters every match. And it's, tell, uh, it's obvious uh, just by playing with him that he just has a lot of fun and is, um, he's able to enjoy the game because he's not worried about how he performs. And I, on the other hand, kind of struggle. Um, I'm, I'm learning how to, how to get better, but uh, I find that when I focus on how I perform, I often get frustrated and discouraged and disappointed when I inevitably fail. And so not only that, but uh, focusing on performance often leads me to perform worse, which just furthers my uh, frustrations. And so we're going to be talking about this idea a little bit here in a second. But um, this, this chapter, Philippians 3, um, Paul wrote this chapter about 2000 years ago. And um, sorry, one second. Oh, okay. We're good. Um, Paul wrote this chapter about 2000 years ago and he was writing it addressing uh, two different kinds of people. People who try to perform and look good to please God when really their heart is messed up and people who are free from performance and run resting in God's grace. So we're going to be looking at these ideas tonight. And I've been reading this chapter, I've been praying about it, and I have three applications from this passage that I really want to share with you guys. The first is to repent and believe the gospel. If you haven't heard this before, or if you have heard this before, but are still learning about God, this point is especially for you. Let's look at verse 9 in Philippians chapter 3. Paul says that he would give up everything to know Jesus. And he says uh, that he does not have a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. That's uh, in Philippians 3, 9. So our holiness, our righteousness comes from God on the basis of faith in Jesus. I realize that's a lot. Um, most people, if you ask them if they thought they would go to heaven, they would say, probably, yes, I think I would go to heaven. Why? Because I think I'm a good person. Most people would probably tell you that. And guys, here's a vibe check for you. There is nothing you could ever do to earn the holiness required to go to heaven. Your performance in life will never be good enough to save yourself. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because of this, we are unholy and we cannot be in heaven with a holy, perfect God. 
when you die, you'll spend eternity in hell separated from God. So how do we respond to this reality? This is real and this is heavy. In Mark 1.15, Jesus tells us to repent and believe in the gospel. What this phrase means, uh, he's simply saying, stop trying to earn the holiness required to get to heaven and turn to God who wants to give it to you as you put your faith in him. Stop trying to save yourself and let God save you. So our first point is to repent and believe the gospel, to follow God with your life. This all starts here. The second point is to forgive as Christ forgives you. Can you think of someone in your life who holds grudges or is slow to forgive? Uh, do they even maybe have a grudge against you uh, right now? I know that um, when somebody holds bitterness towards me or refuses to forgive me, sometimes it kind of feels like I'm in a prison. And maybe some of you guys know this feeling. In verses 8 through 11, Paul tells us that everything is literally garbage compared to knowing Jesus and becoming like Jesus. So if these are the highest values Christians should have, how well does holding a grudge reflect these values in your life? When someone has wronged us and we refuse to forgive them, uh, or are slow to forgive them, it's like we're punishing them. And we're trying to hold them to a justice that they deserve. But guys, while justice is good, we are not judges. God is the judge. The Bible actually says, uh, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against somebody, Forgive as the Lord forgave you, Colossians 3.13. As a Christian, being unforgiving towards someone is a selfish, vengeful, and toxic way of dealing with disappointment and hurt. And don't get me wrong, I know how this feels. Um, it's hard to forgive people. It's not easy. Um, but if we look to Christ and his example we have to forgive, guys. Christ forgives us completely and instantly when we ask for it. And we need to extend that to others. God is here for us, and he cares about our pain. So if there's something you're holding on to, he is there to listen to you. Do you have any roommates uh, or coworkers or exes or family members that you need to forgive? I really encourage you guys, go to God in prayer tonight and surrender that hurt to him. And once you've done that, uh, this is my third point. Move forward. Listen carefully because I really want you to focus on this point. In verses 13 and 14, Paul says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to take it yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind 
and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. These verses and the beginning of Hebrews chapter 12, they really remind us that our life in Christ is a race with a goal and a prize. Knowing Jesus personally and becoming more and more like him. Now, running this race is greatly hindered when we are weighed down by the burden of our sin and are being unforgiving towards others. Imagine you're trying to run a marathon, like a marathon, with a 50-pound weight vest. That would be brutal, right? Now, imagine if you're trudging along and decided, I think it would be a good idea. And, you know, it's actually what I want. I want to double this weight. Wouldn't that be totally absurd? That's what it's like when we hold on to our sin and our shame instead of giving it to God and going to him for forgiveness. But when we're Christian, when we're walking with Jesus, he runs alongside us and he not only removes this absurd amount of weight from our lives, but he puts it on himself and he takes it for us. Guys, we cannot glorify God, live in humility and love sacrificially if we are consumed by self-pity shame, anger, or bitterness. These things are chains on our hearts and they will destroy us if we don't fight them with God's help. Don't let these things stop you from having a quiet time. Don't let them stop you from going to church or coming to challenge events. Don't let these things stop you from serving others around you. Jesus's forgiveness is absolute, total, complete. We have freedom in the forgiveness Christ offers us, and we must, we must move forward as we run this race. Guys, if you haven't surrendered your life to following Jesus, you're currently trying to earn a holiness you can never achieve on your own. And if we surrender our lives to God and live life his way instead of our own way that we think is right, he gives us a forgiveness for rebelling against him that is totally and completely freeing. That's why it's called amazing grace, because we don't deserve it. We can let the past die and we can run the race set before us in confidence as we trust God. Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you for your amazing grace. Your word says that all of us, every living, breathing human rebels against you and you are a holy, perfect, good God. We just come before you and we Thank you for offering your forgiveness and grace. Thank you for dying for us on the cross. 
and coming back to life, defeating death so that we can live life your way. Please help us to run this race set before us, God, and please free us from our shame and our pity and our anger and bitterness. Help us to forgive others as you have forgiven us. Help us to live lives that honor you and love others and serve others. Um, We just thank you, God, for this joy that we have in you. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.